Kayla on the Road, the podcast is all about sharing stories about life on the road and at home as a digital nomad. Through stories, tips, and interviews, I want to inspire you to create your own travel memories by taking the overwhelm out of planning. Join me every week for a beer and a laugh as I recount some of my favorite travel stories, even the not-so-perfect ones, all while chatting logistics about planning your next or first trip abroad. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of Kayla on the Road, the podcast. Who better to bring back as one of my guests than the most popular guest that I've had, Andrew Martell. Um, And I say that because Andrew has been on three, four, we do this every time. Sufficient amounts. A sufficient amount of episodes. At this point, I think I'm a shareholder in it. (laughs) He's also my travel partner, and I thought, who better to talk about my year of travel and my future of travel with then Andrew. So welcome, Andrew. Thanks, Thanks. for coming I, back. I think I'm actually also your mom's favorite guest, if we also count you. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. My mom has said that she likes the episodes that Andrew is on way more than just the ones that I do myself. Thanks, mom. Um, so uh, like I said, thank you for joining me, Andrew. I just kind of wanted to chat, have a conversation about what our year looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, what our year looked like as far as this podcast goes, because for some reason I was like, Hey, let's start a travel podcast in the middle of a pandemic. When we couldn't travel. When we couldn't travel. Yeah. Exactly. Sounds good. Cool. Can I so, drink this now? Yeah. So we're going to start okay. off. Um, I'm having a Ontario peach vodka soda from, uh, Cotter Springs. It is my favorite. And for the longest time they didn't have them in New Brunswick and then they finally brought them back, but I managed to find it also in Manitoba. So. That's what I'm having. What are you drinking today? I'm having a Landshark Lager from Margaritaville International Brewing Company. Um, but it's international, <laughs> but it's made in Waterloo, Kitchener, Ontario. So not really sure how international it is. <laughs> uh, I also don't know if they can get the rights to Margaritaville. I thought that was owned by... I think it the, is his beer. You think it's his beer? I think so. Oh, okay. I think that... Is it Jimmy Buffett? Jimmy Buffett yeah. has a... Margaritaville? It is, there is the Margaritaville International Brewing, and then they've licensed it to the Waterloo Brewing Company okay. to do. Anyway, it's All delicious, right. it's sweet, and it's a crisp beer for a nice summer day. It's a nice cheap one. Which is perfect for winter. All right. Cheers, everyone. Ooh, let's spray it a little well, bit. We're going to have to clean that later. Mm, that's my favorite. It's my, I've had a lot of vodka sodas, and this one is my favorite. Cool. So let's start off with um, what we did this year. So the year started off and we weren't in the middle of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. It was kind of normal. So at the end of 2019, I had gone on the Nomad Cruise. I came back. Right. I did a show. Yeah, Um, right about that. It was Christmas with your family last year. Wait, sorry. What show did you... Oh, you mean the... I did a dinner show. You did a dinner show. show. Yeah. And then we did Christmas with your family. In In PEI. So, and where did we do New Year's? New Year's, we did in Fredericton. Okay. And for the first time ever, we went out to a bar for New Year's Eve. Oh, right. We, we were at the Capitol. Or we were at the Wilson's one of, Yeah, one of our yeah, favorite yeah, local yeah. bands. So yeah, that's what that. we did for New Year's. And that's how we rang in God, that's such a different, 2020. That was a I know, a whole different, different lifetime ago, it did, feels like. Did you do, not to, not to dive too far in, but did you do any traveling before the pandemic? Um, no, not really. Cause I, I did. Yes, you did. I did. I you did. were in work projects. Yeah. I, I think the only place that I went to and I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like figure out when calendar years. And, yeah. um, I think I just did the California project. Yeah. 
um, client who shall not be named, uh, home base in California, um, just a little bit in a suburb outside of, ooh, I am bad with California-based locations. Um, uh, it was like an hour, I guess everything's an hour from San Francisco, but pretty much <laughs> flew into San Francisco a couple of times and then flew into the other airports. Yeah. And then uh and then just took the took the bridge. It was about an hour or so. Uh and then yeah. I'm trying to figure out. Uh oh, I flew in a lot to San Jose and it was like south of Sacramento for any Californians yeah. listening. So just trying to figure out logistically where we were. You had done that project. I ended up yep. um in was yep. it February or March? It would have been uh, it might have been end of end of February, okay, but it, so, would, it definitely was the start of March because it was oh, March yes. 15th. Okay, so end of February, I flew out to maybe the beginning of March. I don't know. Either way, I went to actually, I came to Winnipeg. I, we're actually recording from Winnipeg right now. Um, so we flew to Winnipeg to visit my family, or I did. And Andrew had a weekend off, so he was going to come from California mm-hmm. to visit my family with me in Winnipeg. Yep. And then from there, I was going to fly back to Fredericton and drop uh, off my outfit that I had bought for my wedding here in Winnipeg. I, I had come to pick it up. I was going to go home, drop that off while you were at a conference in Banff. Yeah. And then we were going to fly out to California and spend a couple months in California together. Yeah, because I was do at the time, it was a little bit of, it was like end of winter. So we were getting hit with like some snowstorms. Mm-hmm. And I remember that being an issue with, with uh, travel. So the, yeah, so the thought, with with that was what were we going to do with weekends because yeah. i was doing california to the east coast which even in the u.s if you can imagine that it's a little bit jarring in terms of uh leaving friday midday and then having to come back sunday night so eventually it was it was like a, tw- a 12 hour turnaround yeah it was, all, it was those, a, like there a were 12 hour times, days yeah. and then with time zones it didn't make it any better but i mean like the time that you actually spent at home like it wasn't even worth it oh yeah yeah it end. was like less than 48 hours but sometimes it was a client who you acquired after you had already committed to a lot of things in the East Coast. So you had things on the weekends that you had to be in Fredericton for. Yeah. And you kind of told your client that beforehand. Yeah, we, we built the project plan around that. So that wasn't an issue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was. So um, just kind of moving, I guess, fast forwarding through end of January and mm-hmm. February, it was a lot of California back and forth for me. And then March, the thought was, as you mentioned, was California for me to Winnipeg, mm-hmm. Kenora, Winnipeg um to back to i don't think i was going home i or might maybe i was going no home. you were going to Banff. i well i was going to Banff. yes 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 i was going to Banff for a weekend for a conference and then was going to go and then i was going to meet you in california and yeah. you're going then going to spend the remainder of march and some of april yeah and then march i want to say 12th or 13th hit and on the 12th or 13th, the client told me, hey, we've just been told that we are we don't need to work from the office. We're going to be working from home. Yeah. And I think I took that as like some people are going to be working from home. So I showed up to their offices and I was like, huh, it's pretty empty. Like no big <laughs> deal. Like sat down. I grabbed breakfast, like having a time at their cafe. Yeah. And then I was like, gave one of them, one of their project managers a call. And I was like, hey where is everybody? Are you guys coming in today? Like, did I miss a vacation or a <laughs> holiday? Uh, and they were like, Oh no, we're all working from home. So then 
uh, just real quick, I, I went back to the hotel, worked from the hotel that day. Then it was like a shit storm. Cause then it was like, I had to call everybody yeah. uh, from work. I had to call everybody. I had to call you. And it was like realizing that everything in 24 to 48 hours was just like flipped Shut on its down. head. Oh yeah. We, I was fortunate that I was going that weekend to Winnipeg to see you. Yeah. We were going to spend that weekend together anyway. Mm-hmm. And then in doing so, it was, it was like me spending, and I looked back and I was like, oh, naive, Andrew, how, how naive you were. Um, Cause it was like two days, me in the hotel. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. I'll avoid people. I'll just eat from like the restaurant yeah. and then I'll just fly. And I, I, pray and hope that I didn't get sick during that time. Cause I never was sick and I feel like it wasn't that big of an issue at the yeah. time, but um, yeah, we went back there. We spent probably two to three weeks Ignora, with you, with your yeah. parents. And then we had the joy of trying to fly home. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, it's so funny. Like we flew from New Brunswick to come here to Manitoba and we had to do a two week quarantine, um, which we're finishing up right now. We kind of recorded this a little early so that I can spend some time with my family at Christmas. Um, but we had to do two weeks quarantine now, but thinking back to it, you were in California in a hot spot when the pandemic broke out and you didn't have to quarantine at all when you flew to Manitoba. No, but we did play it safe. I remember that is like when, um, it was about the time that the Canadian government was saying like anyone, we're going to start getting people back from international yeah. travel. And if you're coming back, you may want to quarantine. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like a force, but we were just like, I think at that point, and to be fair, we just limited the amount of people that yeah. y- we and your parents saw to yeah. like the family we wanted to see, because as those two or three weeks progressed, we didn't know if we were going to see them for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, like you said, we had a horrible time trying to get home um, because New Brunswick decided to cancel some of their flights. Manitoba decided to cancel some of their flights. So what ended up happening is instead of having two segments, which is usually what happens when you're getting from uh, Fredericton to Winnipeg or the opposite, mm-hmm. you have a stopover in either Toronto or Montreal, right. but that's it. You have one stopover and then you just continue. But Winnipeg decided they were canceling all their flights to Montreal. Yep. And Tor- Toronto decided they were canceling all their flights to Fredericton. Fredericton. Yeah. Which meant we had to fly from Winnipeg to Toronto, go from Toronto to Montreal, and then Montreal to Fredericton, which made it a lot more. It was a bigger travel day, lots of different uh, stopovers and stuff like that. But not only that, they... Uh, like lessened the frequency of the flights going out as well. So it meant that our flights got jostled around several times. We had to call Air Canada to rebook on multiple occasions. It was at the point to where we've just full on got canceled two mm-hmm. or three times and it got pushed back every day. Mm-hmm. And fortunately we weren't time constrained, mm-hmm. but it was also like, at least it, that was the thing. It was like three or four days in advance. So it wasn't like we were about to go to bed and then it was like canceled. It was like, oh, okay, we're going to spend time. Oh, it's canceled again. And then we would just keep yeah. making changes in our plans. And sometimes, like you said, it was 
it would either get canceled or get delayed to a point where we would land and we would have already missed our connecting flight. Yeah, and for some reason their systems were letting it happen. And then they would be like, oh, if you need us fixed, you need to call us. So then we'd have to call and then, and yeah. you didn't have to deal with this as much, but the amount of times you would call and be like, if you're calling to rebook because of coronavirus, <laughs> our, phone line. lines, yeah. or, or our phone lines are busy. Please call back if it is within 24 hours. And I was like, I'm not going to call back the day before my flight to tell you that I'm going to miss every connection. Like it was, uh, it was a lot of cat and mouse. And I feel for the people in that industry. Cause I can only imagine oh, the yeah. shit show that was that those weeks as well as what came afterwards. Mm -hmm. But for us, it was like, I, I'm also thankful and grateful that it wasn't an urgent need for us to get home. Yeah. Right. It wasn't yeah, like, no, we like, we weren't missing anything. It wasn't no, like, we were like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to, you know, I always say that we, we got really lucky with this pandemic because we were already working from home. We were already working for, uh, well, I was working for myself. You were working for clients who are in different places anyways. And you do a lot of Skype and zoom calls, but we have home offices set up. Yeah. We are used to working in close proximity day in and day out. Mm -hmm. That was nothing new for us. No. And no. there were hundreds and thousands of people who all of a sudden were shocked with the idea of having to stay home. Oh, there's anyway, that's a whole nother thing that we could get into. Mm -hmm. But I would say that the, from that travel, which again, looking at not to fast forward too far, but this trip that we've just taken now, yeah. the precautions and the um, logistics of travel in an airport mm -hmm. were night and day. Oh yeah. And, and the attitudes towards it were flipped. Not to mention um, the Fredericton airport is going through a million dollar renovation oh, right now. Of dollars millions of, of dollars renovations right now. So they opened up a new portion of their airport during all of this like when i flew out mm -hmm. they were so under construction that their check-in portion was in a different part of the airport yeah. and they had half of their seating closed off and when we just flew last or two weeks ago, two weeks ago. it was completely night and day it looks like a brand new airport and i really look forward to when everything starts to open up again we and, can and we can actually use it. use it because I think it's going to be a great airport yeah. and I'm really excited for the people who will come through that. Unfortunately, as the year progressed, yeah. we realized we weren't going to, well, we, we canceled our wedding. And just, uh, just for, a, oh. just for, oh, no, I was going to say just for a bookend to, to set the scene, yeah. we flew home from Kenora, Winnipeg, yeah. April 1st. Yes. Our last flight. Yeah, you're right was April 1st up until this trip. Up until now. this trip. So April 1st, we flew home. Yep. At that point, we, we did have to do quarantine. quarantine for two so weeks. we did have to do quarantine. And we had someone living in our basement, so she actually had to quarantine with us. At the time, yep. At the time. Yep. Um, so we did two weeks of that. And then finally, we were able to see people again. But we were really optimistic at the beginning. We didn't think it was going to last this long. And we were like, oh, no, we can still do our wedding. Like looking back, it's like, Wow, and, we were and stupid. For those who don't know, our wedding was early August. Mm -hmm. So early on, we were like, okay, it's April, May, June, July. We have three months. Looking back on it, I'm like, how did we think three months was going to make all that difference? Yeah. Um, but to be fair, we also have friends who are getting married in 2021. And I remember when this started, they were like, they're we're, like, we're, we're worried. worried about our wedding. And I was like, come on. It's uh, you don't have to be worried. Yeah. And now I'm like, and now I'm like oh, I don't, oof. I'm still worried about our re rescheduled our, wedding. Our so, um, but. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, so that July was we came back, and then with work changes and office office setups and stuff like that, we said, okay, no worries. 
we're here where we're supposed to be for our wedding. Mm -hmm. We had your wedding dress that we had brought home mm -hmm. with us. We had April, April, May, June, I guess technically four months, yeah. uh, July or so. We had, you know, four or so months to, to get over this pandemic. We had uh, time I, to finalize certain details. I of think it. our thoughts were even like, even if there are still restrictions put on it <laughs> by that point in time, yeah. um, we should be able to ha see people again. And like people should be able to come in from out of province, like yeah. even if it's just within Canada. And we were very wrong because the way that Canada is split up, they decided to do bubbles. Like there yeah. was basically an Atlantic Provin bubble and a Western. a Western bubble. And so Central my family was in the Western bubble and we were in the Eastern bubble and it, we'd have to do the two weeks of quarantine. Yep. And so my entire wedding party, except for one person mm -hmm. was in the other bubble. And, and we realized that it was just not going to happen. It was also, and not to divert from the conversation of travel too much, mm -hmm. but it was also something for us where we, uh, we waited, we waited like every week that would pass every month that would then pass. We were like, maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't, maybe we'll wait, maybe yeah. it'll be better. Maybe it'll be okay. And at one point, I think for both of us, it was just such an unknown stress that it was like, let's just cancel. Yeah. Like, let's just, oh, let's yeah. just, and maybe not cancel, but let's delay it to a future date. Yeah. Um, but to get back on the topic of travel with the wedding. Came the canceling of our honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason why we really canceled our honeymoon, because I did see multiple people get married this year and multiple people go on honeymoons because it, it was still possible to travel to certain countries without any sort of restrictions or having to do, like, you would have to do a test upon arrival or pass a test before you got there and things like that. So it, it's not like it was completely out of the realm of possibility, but uh, one of the big reasons that we had decided on our wedding, our honeymoon location, which was Germany mm. was because we were going to do Oktoberfest. Uh, and so when we found out that Oktoberfest was canceled, like that was really time ever. Yeah. In like hundreds of years, yeah. like, we decided that it wasn't, it wasn't worth, worth it. it. It was also uh, Germany and other European countries, specifically Italy, were hit hardest, mm -hmm. and it especially early on. So for us, it was like, ooh, it, we would be going into a worse off area yeah. uh, to for this honeymoon. And um, we we had a lot of travel planned within Germany. We were going to do, uh, I think, we were going to do four weeks. Four weeks or three weeks? Three or four. I don't remember. We never actually ended up booking our flights. Well, no, we didn't book our flights, but we had planned out a little bit of the itinerary. Yeah. And I think we were going to do two weeks. We're going to start at the north-ish area. I think we were going to go south. South north, to and north. So and in the south. Those and, and in the south? Because we were... Oktoberfest is in the south, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then we were going to... And then I think for the ease and, and the pricing... We were going to fly in and out from the same airport because there was like two of them that we could have used. Yeah. And then um, I think we were going to do a bit, a bit of the West, mm -hmm. uh, do a bit of that, and then finish off with Oktoberfest. Mm -hmm. We had talked about possibly, hindsight kind of funny, talked about doing other countries yeah. near Germany. So trying to cross borders in a pandemic, I can only imagine the nightmare of yeah, that. No kidding. Um, so kind of going back in time, like I said, we were going, I was going to go out to California yeah. and you were going to go to Banff and then California. And so we ended up having to cancel all of those flights, oh. which meant we got 
a bunch of flight credits. Yeah. And we just had them sitting in the bank, just sitting there waiting. Yeah. Uh, we had about, we had about three credits round trip, Mm -hmm. uh, two for me and one for you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, at first, when that happened, we were like, oh, sweet. There's our honeymoon yeah, trip. Yeah, exactly. Paid for. Um, and then, um, but I was going to say to go to go backwards even further than that. Our honeymoon was in Germany. Part of the decision for that oh, yeah. was twofold. One was, one. I shouldn't say it's twofold. One of the reasons why is I've always wanted to go to Germany. Yeah. So for me, it wasn't like... <laughs> When we were like, let's get married. Where do you want to go honeymoon? I wasn't like, it's got to be Germany. Like, it was like on the list. Yeah. It's always been on my list. Yeah. The other reason <laughs> is because when we went to Vietnam. When we were in Vietnam, in yeah. In 2019, right? It was last year. 20, 2018. 2018? Yes, because last year we did Costa Rica. Yeah, Costa Rica. Costa Rica. So, in 2018, we went to, to Vietnam. We were in Hoi An. Yes. We were in Hoi An, and we got stopped on the street from a gentleman who, who was... British? I think so. He was British, so. so right off the bat, you're kind of like, not a local, yeah. kind of sounds like a traveler. Um, but he ended up being a representative from a timeshare company. Timeshare so, in the sense of like, and just to add to that, timeshare on like the side. like a property share. Yeah, but it wasn't like a, ho sorry, it wasn't like a, a um, an, an apartment or a buildings or a house kind of timeshare. This no, was like, they had like a hotel, several hotel resorts, chains all across the um, world. Retreats. Kind of, yeah. Um, and basically, he had these scratch cards, and we fell for a trick. We did, we but, did, but fall, what, we did it, fall for a trip. We fell for a, a trip, trick, trick, but it wasn't a scam. No, it wasn't a scam in the sense that we were then screwed. So we scratched <laughs> these things off. We yep. each got one. Yep. I won a hat. A shitty hat. I won a which shitty we've hat. lost. I no, I think we just left it. I in think we Vietnam. left it in. Like, Vietnam. I don't even yeah, get to we like, take it with us. It's but white. Andrew white got a free week at one of their resorts. If if we attended the uh, timeshare pitch, it was like it was like they literally took us on a tuk tuk or a cab or something. They, I think they yeah. and they were like, "Come to our headquarters," which are like which 10, 15 minutes from it, where we were. Yeah, so we went to the headquarters and we sat down with a nice woman and she told us all about the resorts and 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 pitched us on the idea of, of paying thousands of dollars mm -hmm. for a membership and then additional ongoing fees. Luckily for us, we were getting married that, so, or we, we, had, our, we had just been engaged. Yeah, we, we just, just got, got engaged. engaged, like, a couple weeks before. Yeah, so we had said, no, we no, can't we afford a timeshare plan because we have to save for a wedding. They gave us some really good deals, and I was kind of tempted just looking at the properties and the listing so of things, and I know that. I know oh, that. my God. But uh, they then whisked us away from there to actually go see one of the properties, the property that is actually in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. So we got to see them. That's true. And that was kind of, that kind was of kind cool. of the thing for me. Cause it was like, okay, this isn't fake. This is a real place. There are people here. There yeah. are people using the properties. And I thought that was really cool. But, uh, long story short, we finished it off. We said no to the timeshare thing, but they still gave us this free week. Yeah. So, so by sitting through many hours many of hours. discussions they gave us a free week at any of their resorts uh i think it was i think there was a list i think it was, it was like, like five or, seven or six yeah at the time and they said yeah, you can pick any of them yeah and, and so, a lot of them were in like southeast asia which we had just done well we were doing vietnam and we had already done thailand and we were yeah. like let's see what else is there and one of them was in bavaria in bavaria yeah so we picked that one and oh, i might add one of the funniest things that i do think about is that when we go there in hopefully knock on wood 2021 three years after we've received this free week 
we still are legally obligated to listen to a one hour pitch. Another pitch. <laughs> at the resort. So I'm just like picturing us like dropping our bags and being like, we're finally here on our honeymoon. And they're like, have you heard about our plans? Yeah. And it's like, fuck, we forgot about that. Who knows? Maybe by then we'll be in the position to get some timeshares. Yeah, sure. Um, but anyway, so that fast forward back to uh, August slash October, September, October, when yep. we were supposed to go, we had canceled it. And we luckily, as you mentioned, we never had purchased flights. We had never actually booked. We had actually never booked anything except for except that one, for week, that one ho- week hotel. Um, and which I, I asked you on multiple occasions to contact them. Yeah. And you thought that you told me, and it was literally like a couple two days, days ago. ago I was like, what is going on? Did we ever hear from them? I assumed so, we lost it. And you're like, no, they contacted me and we can actually have so our they had They had reached stuff. out. They had reached out. Or I'd reached. I think they had reached out. I re- something like this. There, I, there, I communicated to them saying, look, COVID, we're not going. And then they forwarded that from their Bavaria location to their headquarters. And their headquarters got back in, in contact with me and said, um, we totally understand. <laughs> we'll give you credit and then you can rebook in a future year. And I think they said 2021, but part of me is like, maybe they said 22 because I'm worried that everybody canceled before us and then said, put us 21. And now they're like, you got to book 22. Whatever. 2022. Know. We can do that. Well, even I don't if it's even not care. a honeymoon, I don't even care if it's trip. Bavaria. Like what? Oh no. I can so go anywhere. as it currently stands, and this may change at any point, but I have an email pending that I've already sent to their headquarters saying, please confirm we have a credit. And please confirm that we can use it at any of their locations. So we'll see where we'll we see. go for their Who knows? time. Maybe shares. there'll be an update in 2021 on yeah. the state of that. But uh, basically, because of all of that, we didn't use the flight credits on the honeymoon. We had flight mm-hmm. credits to come here, which meant... And I still have one more. Oh, okay. So like I said, I had two. You had one. We used them. And it cost uh, us like $100 to fly here? Two, uh, it was about $200 at the end of the day because yeah. it was like um, the 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 level of whatever the tickets were mm-hmm. uh, got us here. And then there was a couple of change fees or whatever, yeah. but, um, but yeah, so, so we okay. got here and this is, we flew uh, end of November. Mm-hmm. We're now in December. Um, we're going to be here till the second last day of December, December 30th. Yeah. Actually, chances are you are, if you're listening to this, as soon as it comes out, you are listening to this on the day that we are flying back to New Brunswick. Yeah, that's right. We were putting this out on December 3rd. 30th Wednesday, right? Oh, no. Never mind. When are we putting this out? The Thursday. The 31st. The 31st. So we right. just got home. We just got home. <laughs> yeah. Um, We're doing day one of our quarantine. Let's let's talk about <laughs> 2021. Uh, the rest. Well, I was going to say the rest of 2020. Okay. What else happened? I started this podcast and for some reason I thought it was a good idea to start yeah. a travel podcast during this time. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, you also you transitioned your interest slash podcast into your newfound interest, which was just video gaming. Video gaming. Yeah. Um, so uh, Kale on I the can't Road. Travel, I'm gonna yeah, sit on the couch. Kale on the Road became Kale on the Couch as a side quest, no pun, well, pun intended. <laughs> um, of the fact that it's like we can't travel, so how do we how do you do something yeah. that is um I would say like an exploration in many ways, because it is still like yeah. different worlds. I'm trying anyway. different games and yeah. seeing different things and right now we're on a couch so i kind of feel like this is a crossover episode yeah it's kind of weird um, um but yeah 
And we also set up a new office for you in the basement I did. I got because a new you were tired space. of listening to me. Andrew has a lot of work calls. And well, if I have to hear, let me level set with you no, one more time. I don't say let me level set. I say, uh, I say just to make sure we're all on the same page. Uh, let's get back to that first point. Um, I have another meeting I need to jump to. Uh, we're at the top of the hour. Um, I know this won't take an hour. I know this won't, probably won't take an hour. Uh, so, but I scheduled it for that anyway. Um, there are so many cliches. So, and I fit so all of many. them. Um, but what I was going to say, just as a, as also a quick uh, timeline, when this first hit and we got back in April, April and I want to say maybe May and maybe even June were really slow for work. Like I, for me, oh, yeah. for me, it was like a weird, like I kept busy because we did like a lot of internal projects and stuff. But yeah. I remember like client work, everyone was like, we don't have money. Like that yeah. project I was doing in California was like, we don't have money or time. Mm-hmm. We're going to pause everything. And oh. so, so still, who knows when we did a lot of camping. So oh my God. We, we did so much. We weren't more. flying, but <laughs> we were driving a lot through the, throughout the Maritimes. And we saw places that we had never seen before. We went to corners that we had never been to. Yeah. We, um, I got to see the neighborhood that you grew up in when we mm-hmm. went to for a cottage weekend in PEI. We visited um, PEI about two or three times, twice for my family and once with friends. Mm-hmm. We did all around New Brunswick, uh, camping trips. Yeah. So if you're ever looking for some information on New Brunswick, you can always find me on Facebook or Instagram and let me know what your question is. And I might be able to answer it or point, give yeah. you some recommendations on places to go or what to see and things like that. Can I also just add one of the things that did benefit us? And I will say it's not a great program for everyone, but it is just something that benefited us is that the province of New Brunswick did come out with a travel incentive that said, yeah. if you are willing as a New Brunswicker, as someone from this province to travel around and stay in other yeah. places around New Brunswick, we'll give you money back. It was like, up to uh it was like up to two hundred dollars if you spent a thousand dollars so it was like it was like 20 percent back uh, up to the first thousand dollars you spent um which which in a way did push us to say like why not camp why not um go to hotels we wanted to go to or or corners of the province a really nice we stayed at the algonquin Mm. which has always been on my list um it's a haunted hotel it's not sold as property. It's not sold as that. It's but a gorgeous. They even have like ghost tours and stuff like that, yeah. which is cool. To be fair, that's they most didn't of have New Brunswick. We there. Yeah. There's uh, been many murders. That's a pretty, pretty scary part of the, I mean. Well, eh. it does have a very dark past. Yes. So yeah. it also lines up. But, but uh, we did that. Tourists, that. We sucks. did that and it was beautiful. And yeah. um, that yeah. was that was something and I don't want to, uh, we've already spent close to probably a half an hour speaking about the, the year that's passed. And I would like to speak about the future, but I will say as someone who doesn't camp often and because we have technology, I don't know why people you didn't, camp all the often. You didn't camp as a kid though. We camped once as a kid and I complained about, I think I complained about charcoal barbecues taking too long. I complained about being bored and not having my video games. I might, and I think we, we didn't, I don't know if we brought my Game Boy at the time and uh, I was not too impressed, but my parents will not let me live that down. Because now that we talked about, well, that this past year we camped, I would say three, four, five times. We tried to go every and every time, ta- every yeah. every time that I talk about a new camping trip, my parents always joke about like, "But you don't like camping because the charcoal barbecue takes too long." And I was like, "Well, then we we now have like a gas powered barbecue, <laughs> and we have an actual air mattress that is like comfortable." Yeah. And anyway, it's. I laugh at it because I look back and I was like, wow, I was such a little shit when it came to it. Plus, like, <laughs> living in, like, the east coast of Canada has 
a lot of beautiful campgrounds. And I'm, I think my parents were like, let's take them out and enjoy the wilderness and, and camp. And the wilderness and PI is like, we might see a rabbit. Like there's no <laughs> bears. Like we're not going to get mauled in the middle of the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, so like this camping thing, is this like a long time? Is this like, do we just go home when we want to? And they're like, why do we bring this shit? Um, or as my family went every single year and we looked forward to it. And then I worked at a summer camp. Like no. I lived outdoors. We never had a summer camp experience. Yeah. And, and I don't regret it, but I'm just saying that's one of the things that like the classic, like campy, like films mm-hmm. where it's just like, you'll make your best friends like a camp and you'll get to explore and oh, discover yeah. yourself. One of, like one of the girls in my wedding party I met at camp. Yeah. And no. that like, she lives here. I live in the East coast and See, I did I did sports in the summer, so for me it was more like an Airbud movie than like a campy movie. <laughs> but anyway, I think okay. that, anyway. Moving on, to, um, or we want to move on to twenty twenty one. I was going to say one other big thing big that thing. happened in twenty 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 was is that um, WestJet stopped flying uh, their yeah. planes to the East Coast. They or they didn't stop, but they significantly lowered. I think it. they only do. I Halifax. think they only fly to Halifax now. Yeah, which was a huge like we fly a lot of air canada now but i know when i was in school the first time Mm. the only thing they had was air canada right and my graduating year is when westjet came in so that would have been 2015 westjet came in Mm. and my family was so excited because they prefer to fly westjet because they're from the west and and so a little cheaper they flew WestJet to come out, and um, if it, it was it was something that really benefited the province because at the well, it well, created competition, it created, it created any uh, an opportunity for uh, competitive pricing. I was going to say uh, right after that, Porter also came in. Yep, and we I loved to, flying we, Porter to Toronto. to Toronto all the time. We yeah. lived right downtown in Toronto, and so we would just Perfect. basically walk to the. The Toronto. My dad air, like used to do airport. that too. Yeah. I remember he would when he flew to Toronto to see us. Would so, go through Porter. So WestJet leaving the Maritimes is kind of like a, a shitty thing to it come is, out of. I 2020. hope it's temporary. I hope it's temporary too, especially with that beautiful new airport. Yeah, that we've got and there. I guess for anyone for reference who may not be from the East Coast or from Canada or anything of the sort. If you're from a small town and you only have one airline, you know that you're at the beck and call of whenever that airline can fly mm-hmm. rather than being like, oh, I can do Delta but and United their prices, and like, Southwest. Like they can jack up the price and, and you're like, I have no, there's nothing you can no. do about it. It's Yeah. And our airport is not a prime destination airport where people are like, oh, I get to fly through Fredericton. No. It's like, for what reason would you? Yeah. Anyway. But, so that was another big thing that happened in the travel news, travel news yeah. of 2020. We're going to keep talking. Okay. But I'm going to wrap it up for now and join me in a couple weeks for the second part of this interview where we talk about 2021. The future. The future. Mm. We'll talk about the future in the past. That's exciting. So uh, thank you, Andrew, for joining me. Thank you all for joining me. And uh, we'll see you the next time to finish off 2021. So thanks for joining me. Happy planning. And I cannot wait to see you on the road soon.